You're listening to the Kennel Confidential Podcast, brought to you by the United Tree and Feist Association. I'm your host, Davin Ramage. I'm your co-host, Chad Wagner. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Kennel Confidential Podcast. This is going to be episode number seven. And I've got Chad here on the phone already, and we've had Mr. Aiden Mitchell join us. Uh, we're going to do an episode and talk to Aiden a little bit about some of his youth competition. And Aiden also competes in adult competition, obviously. He's a pretty hard-hunting young man, and I think he's going to have a lot to offer us. Chad, Aiden, you there? No, I'm here. Hello, Mr. Aiden. I'm here. How you all doing? Did you have any luck squirrel hunting this morning? Oh, uh, made a few trees. That it seemed like squirrels weren't real moving real good. She was hunting good, and, and treeing, it was, it's hard to find them with the leaves on that's what I was going to ask, if y'all are still covering leaves up there. They're falling off pretty good, but we still got, like, the big oaks are still pretty green. Well, Mr. Aiden, when we get started, we always like to learn a little bit about you. We know that you do a whole lot of dog hunting, but when you're not dog hunting, what are you doing? Um, I'm always doing some kind of hunting. I'm, if it's not dog hunting, I'm deer hunting or turkey hunting. And when I'm not hunting, I'm just working. What do you do for work? I work for a couple of farmers just down the road, do whatever they need, whatever they need help with. And you shoot all their coons, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as I mentioned, this is a youth episode is why is what brought us to you. So just to get us started here, how old are you, Aiden? I'm 14. So you are a freshman? Yep. Do you have any buddies that you hunt with? Yeah, I have, I have a few. And are, are they are they school-age buddies? Do they come follow you because they know you got a good dog and it's going to be a fun hunt, or do they have their own dogs? Or I have I have one buddy that's... A little bit older than me. His name's Luke Durnell. And we we go to school together and he does have his own dog. And he's it's a young dog and him and his dad's been hunting it pretty hard and they found they got him going pretty good right now. He's been training and staying by himself, just like I like. And does he hunt competitively with you or is he thinking about it? He started well he's been hunting competition on for a little bit, around a year. But we, we hunt quite a bit together. So in your school dog life balance, what's your? How do you balance all that? Because you do quite a bit of hunting. Yeah, you talking about like how? Well, as like far as balancing day. homework and studies and and yep. friend life and all that, how do you balance all your your school and your dog life? I do all my. I get all my schoolwork done in the day at school. That way, I don't get no homework or nothing. I do everything there. Whenever I get time, I have time to do everything. If I do have homework, I do right before dinner. Because right after Daniel doing tuna. <laughs> so hard work. That's how you do it. Persistence, yep. staying after it. When did you start hunting with dogs? I got my first dog, I think 2021, I got Roxanne. That was the first time I'd ever been hunting with squirrel dog. Did you get Roxanne before you got into coon hunting? Yep. I got I got into sco- to squirrel hunting before I did coon hunting. Okay. So you were, so you've been in two years. So you started heavy dog hunting when you were 12? Tell us about Roxanne. Uh, what breed is she? She's a mountain finest. She's she's Reynolds stock. I like the gray dogs. <laughs> she looks like a little coyote. Yeah, she does. So you are still hunting Roxanne then? Yeah, um, she's and, four now. Okay. So once you got Roxanne, did you start hunting her competitively immediately, or was it a, a pleasure that just kind of turned into a competition? Um, I got her, and I had her for about a year. I just I just hunted her hard pretty much every day. After school, I'd go out and hunt her, and I had her for about a year. And then the first time I ever hunted in was uh, Mountain Fight Days. 
Okay. In Mount Old Ohio. And I took her up there not knowing nothing. That, well, I actually, I had my first competition hunt. It was a coon hunt. It was a Kentucky State Youth Hunt. And the guy that got me started into coon hunting, his name's Terry Vance. He, uh, he's the one that, because I didn't have no coon dogs at that time or nothing. But he told me, if I showed him how to squirrel hunt, he'd teach me how to coon hunt. <laughs> hey, I like that deal. And uh, he took me to the Kentucky State Youth Hunt. And I've only hunted with this dog one time before that, the night before. We went up to a hunt in Salem, Salem, Kentucky, and he told me, and he got beat that night. And he told me that he wanted me to go to the Kentucky State Youth Hunt. He said he, he showed me how to get beat tonight, and he wanted me to show him how to win the next night. So we went to the Kentucky State Youth Hunt, and I ended up winning it for my first hunt ever. Hey, there you go. So you made good on your deal, too. He showed you how to lose, and you taught him how to win. Yeah, did good on that one. He still jokes with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't talked about the squirrel hunt yet. <laughs> now, Aiden, did you uh, you start most of your own dogs? When I got Roxanne, she she knew a little bit. She did, wasn't real heavily started at all, and uh, she had just turned two when I got her. I pretty much did get her going. I she definitely wasn't doing what she was now when I first got her. She would, she would train an easy squirrel, but now she's using her nose and she'll wind them sometimes. She hunts a lot better now. And my coon dog. I got him. He got a late start. He was the guy we got him from. Said he was training coon by seven six months old, but they just laid him up and never did get him back out. When I got him, I think he was, I think he was, he was either fourteen or sixteen months old. I got him in November, and first we started with the cage coon, and that, and that was the first one he'd ever treat when I had him, and he turned out to be a real good one. We we killed ninety eight coons from towards the end of November to the end of season, which is February. Wow. Right. Even if you don't start them, you're pretty good at finishing them. Yep, that's that's one thing about me. I I don't hate it, but that's it's not. I don't find it fun starting pups. I'm one of the people I like. I like hunting a dog that's slightly started and getting it going real good and finishing them out. Well, as many hunts as you've been to, do you hunt all your own dogs or do you handle for other people as well? I I have handled for other people. I, I like hunting my dogs more than other people's, but I I have handled other dogs for guys. Coon hunts is the only way I'm done that. Yeah, most time with squirrel hunts, everybody likes to handle their own dogs. There's not too many people out there that that like to get handlers. I don't think for 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 most uh, the feist hunts anyway. But what all registries do you do you compete in? In squirrel hunts, I've only hunted UKC and I've hunted one NKC hunt. In coon hunting, I hunt AKC, PKC, and UKC. You get around quite a bit. Your first competition win was your Kentucky, Kentucky State. State yeah. And how old were you then? I was 12. You remember who you drawed out with with that, that hunt? Um, two of them. One was, a, there was brother and sister, and then I drew another another young boy, which I was, well, actually, yeah, because I was in a younger class. I was 12, it goes 12 and under, and 13 and older. I was in the younger class, and I drew another younger boy. I don't, I don't remember their names, no. I guess that kind of hooked you, because since then, uh, well, you've competed at a high level ever since. It's... You got yeah. fourth in PKC Youth Nationals. You won the Kentucky State Youth and Adult Hunt. Uh, sixth at Walker Days and reserve at the AKC Youth Hunt. Yep. Now, how many of those were you handling dogs, and how many of those were, were actually your dogs? Uh, in, in Walker Days, so this past Walker Days, I placed sixth with Terry Vance's dog. That's the one that got me started. I played sixth in the, the Lee Crawford hunt. And uh, PKC Youth Nationals, when I placed fourth, I was hunting Derek, Derek Mills' 
uh, slow and steady drinking boom. I, that was the dog I handled. Those out of those the hunts that you just named, those are the only two hunts that I handled other guys' dogs. What was Terry's dog's name? Uh, Battlewood Max's Molly. I guess went by Molly. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, went by Molly. Let's talk a little bit about the dogs that you handle. Do, does the dog stay with you, or does it stay at their house? Well, with with Derek, he went up. He took me up there, and we stayed together. But I did. I hunted the dog for a few weeks before. I hunted every night, and it would stay with with him. It didn't come to my house. He'd drive over, and we'd hunt, and he'd take it home. How far away does he but, live? Is he pretty local to you? He's he's about thirty minutes from us. When you're out, just kind of practicing working with his dog, and and being as as experienced as you are, are you do, do you get the kind of the freedom to train and work on the dog and maybe correct some habits, or do you just kind of hunt their dogs the way their dog hunts? I correct things I don't like. If a dog's doing something that shouldn't be doing, I'll correct it. Because if you have to correct it, if you don't let it, if you just let it do what it wants, it's going to do that in a hunt. Sure, you can't win a hunt if dogs doing something they don't need to be doing. So the the level that you're hunting your coon dogs, are y'all title hunting strictly title hunting, or is there ever any kind of purses or prizes or anything you're hunting for? Mainly with my dog, I've I've hunted a lot of UKC, so a lot of title stuff. But I I am I'm I'm going to start hunting in a lot of PKC hunts, like money hunts and stuff. I know in uh, I think in January I know we're going to a pro sport hunt. We're going to hunt for a four-wheeler, which it's a youth hunt. Well, I've uh, been digging me a new four-wheeler. Won't you win that? And I'll come up and pick <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. I was going to say, Ch- maybe Chad will put you in that one, and if you win it, he'll just trade you for the four-wheeler. So so what's the atmosphere like? The, is is there a difference between the title hunts and the money hunts in the coon, coonhound world? Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It sounds weird, but more people argue and fight over over a title and in money hunts, when you get out there hunting for money. It, you think it'd be the opposite, but it's not. These people get out there and they're fighting over a title, a cast one over a piece of paper, getting out there hunting for a $1,000, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and, and it just be regular fun casts. And guys joking, joking around and having fun like they should be. So how soon after that first win hunting Molly did you decide to go out and get your coon dog son? Not long ago, I hunted Molly at the Kentucky State Youth Hunt, and that same year, about two or three weeks later, I ended up getting Son. That was my first dog. Well, tell us a little bit about Son. What's his breeding? Really on top, an insane cane on the bottom. He he's one of the dogs. He gets deep fast and got a big mouth. And when he comes through, he's pretty accurate. What's that make him two, three years old now? Age three. I am an absolute novice, green of the gills. <laughs> With anything to do with coon dogs, as far as his style, is he deep and lonely like those Walker guys like him? Yep, always. He's always he's like he's always by himself. He's quick to strike, quick to call, easy to call. Yeah, he's he's real easy to call. He's got a really unique mouth. He's he's real loud, and at the end of his bark, he'll have like a little squeak. It's not hard to mistake him. Well, it it just kind of dawned on me. You know, most of the people I would say all of them that we've talked to thus far in the in the first five episodes of the show are squirrel dog people and we hadn't you know there's so many different registries and rules and you know we hadn't taken the time to to discuss the process and how you call a dog and score a dog because they you know as well as we do we can we probably couldn't cover that in 10 episodes but um just since you're the first competitive coon hunter really that we've had on the show for those that uh, maybe aren't as knowledgeable or just don't know what does a 
a cast look like on a coon hunt? Because I know you, you call strikes and then you call trees and, uh, you know, slick trees are minuses, right? Yep. Slick tree slick being a tree with no meat in it. Um, why don't you walk us through that and just kind of tell us, once you cut sun loose, you know, step us through what you have to do and, and how it scores. So instead of score hunting, we have three dogs. You have four dog cast and coon hunting. You get them all cut, you have a minute that if your dog barks, you don't have to strike. And if you strike under the minute and the dog doesn't carry it out, they, they put this in there for dogs that babble. Babbling like you cut your dog and it's barking the whole time. They put that in there that way someone's dog that, if it does bark, it's tracking. So we have an advantage to where a dog that just babbles off the cut and then shuts up, they'll end up getting minus if they strike under that minute. But you, you strike for 100. First dog strikes for 100. Second for 75, third for 50, and fourth for a quarter. When when a dog gets treed, so if someone gets treed first in, in UKC, you treat for one and a quarter, and you have a three-minute tree time. And it goes all the way from one and a quarter, and then it drops to 75, then 50, and 25. And they have to stay treed for three minutes. And if some say, if some's treed for one and a quarter, and nothing else is treed, nothing else is treed in, after two minutes, nothing else can treat except for 25 points and you walk in once your tree's dead tie your dog up of course and uh, you have a six minute shine time uh if you find the coon and you get plus both ways so if son had a coon be plus first and first be 225 plus if there's nothing there it's obvious that there's nothing there you get minus both ways if there's leaves or like leaves where you can't shine in certain spots or nests or anything like that holes and it's circled and circle points pretty much the same way as score hunting. It's all used to be a tiebreaker. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, Aiden, but if if there's four four guys out and Sun strikes first, yep. he gets struck for a hundred. Yep. If my dog, let's say, is three hundred yards away and he strikes, it's not a first strike. That's a second strike. Yep, your dogs can be a mile apart from each other and still going for whatever. So you could see strike. four. You could see four coons, but only one person gets first strike. One person gets second. One gets third. And one gets fourth. Right. Yep. That was that was a, a rule that I'd kindly picked up on when when we were hunting that night, and I don't know that I really understood it, but uh, that's just one of the rules that, that they have. I would think that if it was four different coons, you'd have four first strikes. That's not the way they work it. That's how I, whenever I first got into it, that's how I thought it would be. If, you know, a dog tracks its own coon and splits trees and has its own coon, it should get 100, 100 strikes. It's tracking and treating its own coon. That's just not how it works. How far in are y'all normally walking to these coon dogs when you cut them loose? It, it really depends. It depends on... If they and if they hit a hot track right out of the truck, sometimes you have them two, three hundred, and sometimes you have them over a mile. No wonder you're skinny. Yeah, I think I need to get into coon hunting. And you, I actually got to go hunting with Aiden and Bone, and and uh, what would you say the owner's name was? Derek Mill. Derek Mill. We, we all got together. And you were down for the youth nationals, weren't you? PKC youth nationals. Yep. We were looking at a spot to maybe guide guide at and. We went in and we, we looked at a couple of coons that night. And if you get me out coon hunting, you've done a big thing because I just don't go. I'm a little surprised. Actually, I've never heard you mention it. But, yeah, we uh, we got to go out. And if you've ever 
been on YouTube or whatever or, or watched the play-by-plays of of different hunts at Aiden's Inn, that's how Aiden is out hunting. Now, I've drawn him a few times, and I went pleasure hunting with him, coon hunting that time. And he'll just kind of stand there like he's not paying attention to nothing and tree my dog. <laughs> you can't get too many words out of him other than tree my dog. That's about it, and, and he does a... He does a phenomenal job at it. You very rarely get a smile out of him, and you very rarely get too many other words out of him either. So, but no, he's a he's a great handler because he he just he doesn't get excited about anything. He he knows his job. He knows that the dog has a job to do, and and he just compliments the dog a lot. And so that you're talking about the hunt when you finish fourth. Yeah, that yeah PKC Youth Nationals. How many dogs were you hunting against there? How many were entered? Uh, I want to say it was around two, 250 dogs. Wow. That's a good hunt. Well, and you had mentioned that you, you said you like hunting your dogs better than handling other people's. Yeah, I, I, I would rather. I put time into my dogs, and I'd rather hunt my dogs rather than hunt other people's. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick and... For the fun of it, just get your answer. If it was, let's say it's a three-dog cast, Son, Molly, and Bone, who are you putting your money on? Well, it, it really depends because uh, it, it does depend a lot. Cause certain dogs do better at certain times of year. Like Bone, Bone right now this is not his time of year. When nuts are falling on the ground and stuff like that, this, this is not Bone's type of year. Right this time of year, I'd put my money on Son. Molly, Molly's type of dog, she hunts for coons good, but she doesn't always go deep. Like Sun and Bone, they'll go as far as they need to. Molly will hunt circles around you, like kind of stay in that general area, but don't come back. She hunts good. It's just, it's the blood of the dog, really. Certain dogs go as far as they need to, and certain dogs hunt like zigzagging and looking for a track. I kind of like what Aiden said there. You know, when when you talk about competition hunting or or pleasure hunting, no matter what you're doing with the dog, you and the and the dog are a team. You're kind of the manager. And there's some dogs that like certain time of year better than others. And it's kind of your job as the managing partner of that team to put your dog out there when it's its time. Wouldn't you think, Aiden? Yep, I completely agree. When a dog's having trouble that time of year, that's the time you should run it the hardest. Get used to those conditions and just keep pushing it. Well, let's get back over to the squirrel hunting part of things, Aiden. You're hunting Roxanne. And you said she was, what, four? Yep, she, she turned four in April. And she's a, a mountain feist out of uh, Earl Reynolds' stock of dogs. And you were overall winner of mountain feist days, is that right? Sir, first first score hunt I ever hunted. So you won your first big coon hunt, and then you turned around and won your first big squirrel hunt. Yep. No wonder I'm always nervous when I draw you. <laughs> We always draw each other everywhere I go. Yeah, it seems like every time we go someplace and meet together, we, we draw each other. World Hunt last year, a couple times down here. What year was that that you won Mountain Feist Days? Uh, 2021. I was 12. And then you came down last year and got ninth at Tree and Feist Days with, with Roxanne. Yep. I think when she finished ninth, I think she finished Grand Squirrel Champion that, that time too, didn't she? Yeah, I think, yeah, that was the last cast one we needed. And she was uh, three? Yep, she was three. I know you'd talked to me and you and 
your dad Justin had talked to me about breeding Roxanne. You kind of wanted to wait till she was finished, and then you finished the champion, and uh, she came in heat, and and you all came down and and bred the 2018 UKC World Champion Cedarwood Cloud Junior, my dog. I think I'm right, but after you bred to her, once she went out of heat, you you finished her Grand Squirrel Champion before she had the pups, didn't you? Yeah. And how many of them pups did you end up keeping? I ended up keeping one. How, how's it doing? He's actually, he's doing real good. I think he's seven months old. This morning, I took him out. You know, a lot of pups, are, they don't start real young, and they just kind of stay around you and smell all around sometimes. But him, he's he's always gone. Whether he's with Roxanne or it's not, he's always gone. He'll sort of tree with Roxanne. Roxanne will be tree. And I'll have her tied up, and he'll go up and smell on that tree and bark a few times and get back and look up and go back to it and start treeing. He's doing real good. No good. I'm glad you're having some success out of your, your pups. And I guess you're going to competition hunt him, aren't you? Yep, that's my next one. So you said a little while ago that you really didn't like starting pups. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing to do. I like, I like getting a dog that's ready to start and... And get started and finish it out. So you don't like starting pups, but you got a pup out of Junior and Roxanne that you're starting, and you hate starting pups so bad that you came down and bought a pup off a of bow and doll. Yep. <laughs> so you don't like starting pups, but you got all these pups to start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, end up, I end up getting them started usually. It's just it's not my favorite thing to do. I'd I'd rather get one. Like I said, I just like to get one ready to start. And that shows, you know, it shows aggression like a coon dog. If it, I like, if it, if I show a cage coon and it tears it up, barking at it, tree on it, that's what I like. I like one that's ready to start. Where some pups, and it's not their fault, they're just not ready yet. They're too young. I don't know, I lose interest on pups like that. Well, you've got a little brother right. behind you that's showing some interest in dogs, don't you? Yeah, I got I've, I got a lot of brothers, but <laughs> well, there's one that I see I see Justin, your dad, uh, posting pictures of him, you know, showing the dog, holding his tail and his head up, just grinning ear to ear, having a big time. You, what y'all need to do is team up. You tell him that you're older, so you're in charge, <laughs> yep. and uh, you get the dog started, and then let little brother go hunt it. Yeah, that's what I need to do. What's he like better, yeah. the squirrel dogs or the coon dogs? Uh, I think you're talking about Gentry, right, the little boy. Uh, if I was guessing, I'd say he's eight, nine, maybe. Am I close? You're probably talking about Grayson. He, uh, Grayson, I'd say Grayson's more into the coon dogs. That's usually what I see him holding as a walker. Yeah, he should, he likes some. Don't worry, Devin, there's only 20 of them. You can't get it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many, of them, how many siblings do you have? I have eight siblings. Wow. Yeah. Y'all got a big family. You got all kinds of teaching to do. Yeah. Are you the oldest? Nope, I'm the second. Okay. Second oldest. So you were talking about the breeding that you had done. What about any Walker breeding? Is there any Walker dogs coming down the line? I do have a pup. He's nine months old. We call him Willis. I, I think he he's definitely gonna be my next competition dog. He he already run the tree by himself and with other dogs. With other dogs, he's exactly what I like him. He's got a big mouth and he's not worried about nothing else. He'll be split every time. You know, in a tree by himself, he's everything that I like. Well, I don't know if you listened to uh, the latest episode yet. Probably not because you've been hunting today, and we're recording this on the day that that one came out. But we are coming off of a show dog episode. And I do know that you show Roxanne a little bit, right? Yeah, I have. And I've seen your picture showing son. 
Yep. So how about some of their show titles, since we're coming fresh off that episode? Do they have any bench titles? Um, Roxanne, I've, I've won a few bench shows with her, but she has, I don't, she's not champion yet. At the uh, Ohio Classic, when we, that score hunt that we just had, I did. Up, I got beat on the bench, Roxanne. But that night they had a coon hunt, and I I put son on the bench and uh, I made him green. Cool, and that's UKC. Yep, UKC. Now, Aiden, we talked a little bit about squirrel hunts and coon hunts, and and you knew quite a bit of both. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about the differences in the atmospheres in the two? Yeah, I. One thing that I have noticed is in score hunting, it seems like everyone comes together. And even if you get beat, everyone's happy. They're all having a good time. And in coon hunting, it seems like if someone gets beat, you can tell they're not they're not real happy. They don't like you guys. They're just not. They're, it's completely different. Two different things in score hunting. Everyone's happy and you know ready for the next round. And in coon hunting, a lot of guys just. They're mad, when, especially when a kid beats them. <laughs> a little bit, little bit of uh, ego gets involved there, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, that's got to make you feel good anyway. Yeah. And then as far as if you're at a, a non I hate to call them an adult event because a youth can compete in an adult event too, but when you're at a, a non-specific youth event, you know, you mentioned that some of the coon dog guys don't like getting beat by someone substantially younger than them. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but do you feel like when you're, when you're at those events, um, coon or squirrel, do you feel like there's more or enough older, more experienced hunters willing to help? You know, do they, do they treat you as an equal and, and aside from when you beat them and hurt their feelings, but do they treat you as an equal, you know, and offer you advice or, or talk dogs with you, talk breeding with you, that sort of thing? Yeah, they a lot of guys are like that, especially in, like in both coon and squirrel. There's a lot of guys that, even if you do beat them, they're they're happy to see kids out doing it. They because they know that's the next the next generation that keeps the sport going. They know. Yeah, and they, that's one thing we say on here a lot. You know, we hate we we don't want to see the the sport die. Uh, you know, we're always going to have dogs, and a dog is always going to want to chase an animal that's in their nature. But you know, even as much as we all enjoy the the pleasure side of it, you know, if you're a competition hunter and, and you've been in that atmosphere and, and you've experienced it and had that fun, win, lose, or otherwise, you know, it, it's still kind of a – I got into it much, much later than you. I, I wish I had a dog when I was 14. <laughs> but um, but even even me being twice your age, I, you know, I've got young kids coming up, and I, I just hate to think that there would never be an opportunity for them, you know, to – to compete if they wanted to you know it's just to me it's troubling to think that that could fall away so it is it is uh, that's one reason we wanted to bring you on because it is good to see young people fired up about it and competing in it you know and i follow those pages and and i see the posts that you put up and your dad puts up and there's usually always a pretty good turnout at the youth events that that you're attending yeah there there usually is pretty good turnout for the youth do you see the same number of dogs in a youth event as just a completely open event? Um, if you've got you, 400 dogs in an open event, are you seeing 400 dogs in youth events or half that or what? It really depends on the size of the hunt. Like like a little club hunt, you never really see no youth. But like You go to some of these bigger hunts, especially like youth hunts, like PKC Youth Nationals. I'd, I'd say there were about 250 dogs there. 
That's, I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of dogs. And that's how many days did they hunt that over? It went from Wednesday. You you have through Friday to get qualified. So you, you have to get double cast wins. You have to win early and late, and then they hunt it off Saturday. And how many dogs did they cut that down to on Saturday? Uh, sixteen. So when you go to these competitions, and, and um, let's just kind of speak to the youth competitions, have you met many, made many friends through that process? I mean, do you keep up with each other when you're not competing against each other? Yeah, I've made a lot of friends with the youth hunts. We do. We keep up with each other. We don't sometimes, like, I've made some good friends that are from Michigan and, you know, pretty far North Carolina and stuff. We don't get to keep up and hunt with each other a lot. We still stay in touch. We talk, and we know when each other are going to be to certain hunts and then stuff like that. Well, Aiden, you, you talked about you made a lot of friends different different states and stuff through the the youth hunts. You got all these these youth hunters that have dog boxes that have you know the electronics that that have the desire, have the want to. They're probably going to be listening to this. What would be your recommendation, or, or why shouldn't they get a little feist dog and, and start uh, start squirrel hunting? If, if a lot of it has to do with the you know them liking the dog that they're hunting, I, mean, I know a lot of people that keep their squirrel dogs in the house with them, and you know they're they're as much a, a pet as they are hunting. So, is there a reason why they they shouldn't just extend out and and come on over and start squirrel hunting? No, there's, there's no reason they shouldn't. Now, if they get a dog that they like and it's hunting good and they think they can win with it, then there's no reason that they shouldn't. The youth, the I youth. know the squirrel hunts are a little bit different. You know, I have people ask me all the time on squirrel hunts, well, I don't think my dog can compete. Well, if you've got a dog that, that will tree its own squirrel and stay for two minutes, you can compete in these hunts. It's it's a it's a lot different, wouldn't you think? It is a lot different. So the youth that you meet at these events, do you see a lot of crossover? Do they also? I mean, you ever get talking about that? Do they also have squirrel dogs, or are they strictly coon hunters? A lot of the, these hunters that I have met are strictly coon hunters. When they're with, if they're hunting dogs, they're hunting coon dogs. I haven't met many people at all, really, that that do both, whether it's youth and adults. I haven't met a whole lot of people that do both. What uh, what are some things you think that we could do to get more guys your age involved? I really don't know. It it just seems like a lot of kids they they just sit in the house all day. Is what it seems like a lot of kids like our whole family. We're a lot of us are all active. We're always outside and like dad. He's always having us do something with the dogs outside and having fun. You know he keeps us active. He don't just let us sit in there and play games all day. I'm not really sure to be honest. A big part would be. The stuff that they can win, the prizes that I feel like prizes get a lot of kids into they because they want to be there to win something like that. Well, like you mentioned, you know, I went out with you and um, on a cast at that Twin Lakes hunt, and with you and Roxanne, and y'all were hunting against um, Donald and Robin, Donald Barnes, and who was just on our show dog episode. We talked about Robin a little bit with Mister Barnes, um, and I think you had mentioned that new alpha you were packing, didn't you? Tell me you won that. Yeah, I, I won that at Mountain Five Stage, the Alpha 200i. Oh, okay, so that was a squirrel hunt. Okay. So, you know, and one thing I learned quickly <laughs> was that buying the dog is probably the cheapest part. If you buy a pup, you know, let's not talk about buying a finished dog, especially a coon dog, but if you're buying a pup, that's really probably the cheapest part about getting into dog hunting. You know, and you start piling on the, you know, I 
built a kennel and then I got something else to feed and you buy all the garb and stuff that you wear and put on and you know the electronics alone are very expensive so I could see where to a young person especially um, which you know you're you're busy working it sounds like too but um, I was 14 with a job once and I at that time would have had a hard time I'd have worked for a long time before I had enough money to buy that 200 I. <laughs> so, it, you know, I, I guess kind of what I'm getting at is if if you could just get going, you know, and, and you get you a good dog and you put your time and your effort into it, then that can pay off, you know, in new electronics or, you know, new game vests. I assume they probably give away, especially with coon hunts, those uh, thermal optics and those sort of things to help you find the game in the tree. Yep. In some hunts, yep. And, and, Another thing about the youth, now that you said that, it, a big part of it is the kid hunting a dog that he likes. Because I'd love to, I'd love to see us get, you know, a bunch more guys your age involved and keep this sport going. And some of us are getting broke down. We we can't do it all, you know, <laughs> for the next twenty years. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you too much. Me and him went hunting last week. I think, Chad, you got, what, probably 10 years on me, and I still couldn't keep up with him, Aiden. He kicks that into tree dog speed, and I just can't keep up with him. I'm usually about five steps behind him, trying to dodge the dust clouds coming off his boots. Yeah. Well, my favorite time of the show, Aiden, is, is I like to try to get some funny stories. And I really don't know any on you, so you got a story you could tell us. It doesn't matter if it's about you or... One story I'll, I'll tell you about. We had was hunting a dog. Well, we, we didn't even own him yet. We pretty much we just tested him out, seeing if we'd like him or not. His name was Magic. It was real cold. The river was frozen. Had ice and snow on it. We turned him loose. We never did hear nothing or nothing like that. I mean, he was barking, but he was staying put, and he didn't come treed right. We didn't think he was treed, but it, you could tell something was wrong. We, we walked over there, and he was right in the middle of the river. And he fell through the ice, and he just kept scratching, like, holding himself up on the ice. And we stood there for a long time trying to figure out how he was going to get him. And the, the only way we knew was someone was out to go out on the ice to get him. So they, my dad, we was hunting with a couple guys. And we got, uh, it was three dog leads and two ratchet straps. And they tied it around my waist. And I, I army crawled on the ice all the way out till as soon as I grabbed the dog and went to pull him up on the ice. And we both, we fell through. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever went through ice, but as soon as that cold water and that ice hits you, it's just like your body's in shock. It's hard to move. You can't feel nothing. How deep was the water once you fell through it? I couldn't touch the bottom. Oh, jeez. That, that, right, the straps and doggies that they had to tie around me was the only thing holding me up. And, and this was in Kentucky, is that right? Yep. So it gets cold enough in Kentucky for the rivers to freeze? Yep, it was. It was Eagle Creek. Yeah, I guess it's not really a river, but it's it's only like a mile short from being a river. So I I, I know this guy that doesn't think it gets cold enough in Kentucky for water to freeze. Oh, it definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. You know, that story, it reminded me, me and um, Joni went out with uh, Leroy a month or so ago. He started telling a story almost just like that. The way... <laughs> The way Leroy was telling the story, we were standing there waiting on Burley to tree, and uh, Leroy was just telling us the story. Me and Joni are just hanging on every word. You know, the dog, I mean, it was the same story. Dog was out in the ice. They fell through. Dog was doing all he could. You know, had his front legs up on the ice, and we're hanging on every word. And 
Leroy said, well, uh, you know, the only thing we could think to do, they broke the ice going out to the dog. And, right. yeah. but the way he was telling the story, it was just kind of, you know, leading up to this point, burly treed and Leroy stood there to listen a minute and we started walking <laughs> and Joni said the, the blood had left Joni's face. <laughs> and she said, Leroy, y'all did get the dog, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got him. He was fine. We hunted him again after that. <laughs> and she said, she said, man, Leroy, you can't do that to me. I was getting ready to start crying. I was thinking the dog didn't make it. <laughs> the last question that I think if, if the listeners don't know by now, they ain't paying attention, but I'm going to ask you anyway. If Justin came home today and said, you got to sell every dog but one, and you're going to be a coon hunter or a squirrel hunter, which one are you picking? I think I'd be a coon hunter. That's what I figured you'd say. <laughs> Justin better not go home and give him that option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's got a lot of squirrel pups for, for someone that loves coon hunting so much. Yeah, I do. Well, so before we wrap this up, uh, you are—you told me that you are headed tomorrow, which is why I was trying to hurry up and get you on. You're headed to the AKC World tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday. Well, I'm, yep. Yeah, today's Monday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. So, um, are you? You're taking Sun to hunt in that, or are you handling for somebody? I'm. I'm taking Sun. And where are they holding that at? Uh, Bainbridge, Ohio. And have you hunted there before? Are you familiar with it? Yep, I've hunted there. Me and the dog have both hunted there. All right. What do you think the turnout will be? I think it'll be it'll be pretty good. I feel like it it'll be around a hundred dogs probably. And this is a open event. This is a, not a youth event. This is adults and youth yes. and anybody that shows up. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, good luck to you from us here at the Kennel Confidential. We'll be pulling for you. And uh, of course, by the time this airs, this episode airs, the hunt will be over. So anybody listening can look you up and figure out how you did. Hopefully you're standing on the first place podium. That's what my vote is. That's where where I'm rooting. I hope so. Uh, but anyway, Chad, yeah, you got anything just, to add? Justin's used to it by now, but I'll probably be wearing his phone out quite a bit, seeing where where Aiden's at. Usually, when Aiden goes to these bigger hunts, I'm I stay in pretty close contact with Justin, seeing how he's doing and where he's at. But uh, he's always done good, and and uh, I got no reason to believe he he won't. Uh, get up there in the top if even if he doesn't win it he'll be in the top aiden again good luck to you we appreciate you coming on thank you good to talk to you good to interview you and i'm i'm next to positive this probably won't be the last time we talk to you thank you thank you aiden all right gentlemen well we will wrap it up and head out <laughs>